All right, this is the Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is the Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. And uh, we're on Facebook Live, and we have a fantastic guest, Percy Archibald. Percy, how are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Percy, you and I, we've met uh, at Bendelstiff. You are a, um, I thought you were a founder of Bendelstiff, but you're just a long time, uh, you're an actor, and uh, you've right. been, uh, I think you were a co-director of one of uh, shows at Bendelstiff. That's uh, correct. Stories yes. High. That's correct. And, uh, Stories you, High 11. That's yeah, correct. and you've been really, really busy uh, doing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you've been doing commercials? Yeah, I do uh, some commercials and uh, some shows mm-hmm. when, I, when I do have the time. That's right. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. A, a working actor, and uh, I'm glad that you uh, got to to uh, be a part of us doing the A. Right. Um, as I begin each uh, podcast, uh, how was your weekend? Happy oh, post-Thanksgiving. Right. We haven't hey, talked since we Thanksgiving. Survived. Yes, we survived Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, um, I went to Boston, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, I, we weren't in Boston. We were in um, Concord and I think Arlington, uh-huh. um, which is like, you know, that's just – the cradle of American civilization, of democracy. Sure. You know, the shot fired around the world. We walked on that field. <laughs> I mean, the shot heard around the world. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We walked on that field. We went to Walden Pond. Um, we were right up the street from uh, the uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson house. <laughs> so it was incredible. Um, and then I flew back in on Friday, last week Friday. Um, Friday night we got home. Saturday morning, first thing, I was on a plane at 7 o'clock flying to San Diego so I could see my family. Good Lord. Uh, because uh, my folks, the nieces and nephews had decided that they were going to bring all their babies to see my folks mm. in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, what is that, four generations? Yeah. Yeah. Four generations of, of folk um, all assembled Boy, what a clusterfuck. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. Know, it, it, we got together. We got <coughs> photos, which mm-hmm. was a big thing. I got to meet the little ones and play with them and get to know them a little. And um, and then I'm done. I just I don't need to do Thanksgiving ever again in life as Jeez. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about the air, the, you know, just being in the airport. I mean, airports is probably the worst thing. Oh, the airports were bad, and we were so lucky. We got to Boston. Just after they'd had some rainstorms. So we got a little bit of rain while we were there, but not much. Mm-hmm. And then right after we left, two days after we left, big snowstorm. Boom. Oh, yeah. Um, got to, I got to San Diego right after it had rained fairly mm-hmm. seriously <laughs> the whole time. Thanksgiving apparently was all wet. Mm-hmm. Um, I get there. Sun comes out. Oh, there you go. It's nice. <laughs> <coughs> awesome. Percy, Percy how's your uh, holiday uh, th- uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it was all right. I just stayed in the area. I was with uh, family in Livermore. <laughs> yeah, Percy's got a live stream going on, so uh, no, that was very cool. Um, oh, Livermore. family in Livermore. Was that? Family yeah, family in Livermore. Livermore? Yeah, yeah. My uh, niece uh, lives out there. She just had a baby. So uh, yeah. Very nice. Very cool. Yeah, we'll get into your whole family thing. Uh, we usually have, you know, an origin story where we'll get into your thing, but it sounds like you had a good Thanksgiving. It was fun. Right on. Right on. Yeah, and you stayed here, Rich? I stayed here. Um, I... Uh, hung out with some uh, friends yeah. for uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, I've got a new project which I've uh, uh, announced on Facebook. So I've uh, been oh. doing a lot of writing, mm-hmm. and I've got a series called The Edge, and it's sort of very Twilight Zone-ish, and is nice. eight one acts. Uh-huh. And I lined up all my actors. I've got nine actors, Damn. and I've lined up Radhika Rao, who's uh-huh. going to direct. Uh-huh. I mean, directing is a reading. Sure. You know, what's the right. big deal? 
And, uh, yeah, it'll be in April, so I can sort of announce it. So that's sort that's of what amazing. I did. That's amazing. That's wonderful. No, no, it's fantastic. And I figure I better get the actors right now because uh-huh. if I wait, no, I'm booked. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yes, yeah, so I've been busy. And, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving was, you know, very cool. Dallas lost. I'm very happy with that. Oh. <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> anyway. I don't even know who they were playing. Well, I mean, they they've had string the losses. Yeah, they played the Bears, and prior to that, they uh, on Thanksgiving <laughs> they played the uh, Bills, the Buffalo Bills, Bills oh, yeah. and uh-huh. lost. So, <laughs> and of course, Jerry Jones is, you know, he's, you know, he's he he's so hot you can cook an egg on his head. <laughs> he's about to fire his head coach. Right. In any case, <laughs> well, he, you know, he runs he runs the NFL. Like most people don't even realize oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of those owners, like Al Davis before he uh-huh. died. It's like he's well, got he to be that's his protege. Yeah, oh. yeah, his mentor. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So he um, actually would go down to uh, Thousand Oaks, or where the over the Raiders um, mm-hmm. training facility was down in Southern California, and he would actually, before he won all those. Um, Championships in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he would consult with with um, Al Davis on a whole lot of uh, slew oh. of stuff. Oh, interesting. And anyways, uh, since uh, but you know Jerry Jones has now since basically taken over the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read the article by mm-hmm. Tim Kawakami a few years ago now, but every stadium that's built in um, in the NFL. He gets yeah. five hundred million dollars for. Oh, I didn't know that. But I knew that Los Angeles, Los Angeles would not have a team, right. much less two teams, if it right. weren't for Jerry. Well, oh. no. So that's another thing, right? Mm. So, right. Uh, the the Chargers, yeah. San Diego speaking, speaking, mm-hmm. uh, and the Raiders were supposed to move in into the uh, right. a Carson facility and all mm-hmm. that stuff once they mm-hmm. built it. Well, um, I at first he, he was all in on it, you know, uh-huh. for with the Raiders moving down there and stuff. But when he found out he wasn't going to be part of the real estate deal and all that <laughs> stuff, yeah. right, he nixed the deal. Oh, wow. And then I guess he talked to Mark Davis about um, eventually doing another stadium deal, whatever it was, <laughs> and it ended up being Las Vegas. So now sure. I just call it the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland. But right. <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. Until they come back again, yeah. That's uh, that's what it is. And so I, I, uh, the other Actually, thing – Actually, I think Vegas will stick. I mean – Stuff gets to Vegas. <laughs> and it yeah. But really, who's a native of Vegas? I mean, you know, Vegas. Yeah. I got relatives. Okay. Yeah, here's the thing on, on, on football in Vegas, though. So my, my friend, uh, Kirk Morrison, used to play for San Diego State mm-hmm. and eventually with the Raiders, actually. Uh, we went down there for games in at UNLV. Uh-huh. And... They couldn't. They couldn't even support the college team. Why would make them think that they're going to support? Oh, nobody showing up. Right. Yeah. Nobody. No. It was like up. half. Half of the f- stadium was completely empty. Yeah. Yeah. See. I so so see. yeah, it may just be a bad. I mean, that's how they left the first time. It was like, oh, <laughs> we're going to go. It's going to be better. No, it isn't. <laughs> this fan base is serious. Yeah. I. I, I think they're. G- he's about to lose him permanently. I think. And, I and, so. and um, you know, I. I when when they went down to L.A. the uh, uh, you know, in '82 or whenever it was, mm-hmm. th- uh, half the fan base was from up here. Right, right. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. So now, but, exactly. But that, but that fan base is already saying uh, that we're not supporting you when you move to Las right. Vegas because they, you, it's like you know, fool me once, shame, shame on you. Fool me mm-hmm. twice, shame on mm-hmm. me. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Exactly. And asking fans to just you know like have your loyalty here in Oakland. Well, but we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really right. crazy. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run through the uh, the current events and we can talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Peloton ad. Have you heard about this? I, ah, I, I heard saw of it. a beautiful spoof that mm-hmm. took um, 
what was it? I think it's Kafka. Uh-huh. There's a Kafka short story, oh, yeah. no. and there's a machine in it. And so they said, that's the machine that the husband gave her. <laughs> yeah. the, the first, the first um, weight yeah. loss was mostly just blood. <laughs> it's, you know, you know it's, it's horrible. Though the thing oh, is. Oh, their, their, uh, their stock went down yesterday. Right. Peloton? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for the actress because, you know, you're, you're paid to do a gig. A commercial, and it's not your fault, you know. Well, uh, I yeah. think the but now you're pinned to the, the project. In another, right? <laughs> the actor's in another. She's in another ad. Yeah, Some with Bradley ad. Cooper. So is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. with Bradley. Yeah, yeah j- so. as a result of this. So, yeah. So the uh, yeah, it's not the fault. And Kirsten, you've done television ads as well. Yeah. So I mean, they give you a script that you do it, and That's you're like, right. hey, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just the actor. You know, the ad. It re- you know what it reminds me of? So. There was. There used to be uh, a beautiful uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman who did the Cools ad. This is when oh. uh, cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I don't know how she felt about you know like looking sophisticated or whatever, and you mm-hmm. know sponsoring smoking or whatever. But right. I always thought about that. But you know, you're not. You should not be tagged onto you know the product. But then again, as an actor, you have a choice, right? You do have a choice. So you, yeah. When that happens, when that response happens, you got to ride with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Percy, if you had, if, you, if let's say your agent says, "Hey, listen, I got a, I got a, you know, ad television spot for you," mm-hmm. but it represented something that you could not do, but it paid a lot. It could pay for your mortgage or whatever. Yeah, would you do it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've already, I've already committed that I'm, ne- I'm never doing nudity. So, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, I know, ladies. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No matter, no matter how much money is offered to me, I'll do. Yeah. I'll do profanity and whatever else, but uh, yeah. myself, no nudity. What do you think about the impeachments, impeachment hearings <laughs> and stuff like that? Uh, I, I hope they can knock it out of the park, but, boy, the Republicans are doing a great job of going, we don't see, we don't hear, nothing's true, it's all fake. Yeah, yeah the problem is they, they, they haven't, uh, the Democrats haven't done enough to swing the, the right. pendulum yeah. In, the, in in the country, as far as the voters are concerned, mm-hmm. and so that to me is um, a more of a sticking point. Because right. if you can't swing public opinion, then it's almost useless at this point. And they right. they've they've already basically said, you know, nobody's listening. <coughs> they, nobody right. really know, nobody knows who Fiona Hill is. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows who uh, 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 well Gordon Sunland <laughs> is. Well, some people do, but most of the country. They're not even paying yeah, attention to the hearings. You do. Yeah. Yeah. They've, but if you they've done a great job of distracting from it. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, it, it's, well, I don't know about <laughs> distraction, but, you know, he has his, detr- you know, enough people that uh, they they don't care what happens with this hearing, actually. It's right. It's like lemmings at this point. It's like, right. I, I, see no, I, I see nothing in that, that's even being presented to me. And this, right. And this is right. what it is, you know. And, and. My thing is, my thing is, you know, uh, I'm an independent voter, so uh, no matter how this goes, it's like, you know, they're twiddle dee twiddle dum to me. The Democrats, mm-hmm. until we get a viable third party, right? This country is going to be this stuck in this way for a long, long time. Well, I mean, it's, in it's California, been kind of we're even worse. Yeah, because of the stupid uh, uh, top voter getter. Right. Thing. That's just they're right. just killing the parties. Right. But the thing is, you know, the, the this this state actually um, there was a poll I think you know, over the summer, and more than fifty one percent of the uh, the the voters actually would uh, would rather go independent rather than uh, go. Well, Democrat and they screwed us on that because I'm independent too. Right. But 
but that means I now know, and I didn't know in, uh, I think it was 2012. I that didn't you couldn't know. vote in some of the primaries and whatever. Well, no, you saying. can. You have to get a special ballot right. for it. And I didn't know that the first time it happened to me. And I was like, what? Right. I ran downtown. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and they were like, oh, you just have to ask for it. I'm like. Now, are you excited about Bloomberg? I mean, uh, I, he's. Yeah, I can't he, wait for his ass to drop out. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, goodness. But I'll tell you, the minute he got in, I mean, you could tell he's rich because ads just plop up yeah, everywhere. It's, it's like, about I see him. Let me just I write a check. Him. Boom, boom, but boom. But they're not even good ads. Yeah. I'm it's just trying to do some vague yeah. stuff. <coughs> right. Mm-hmm. Just trust me. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that, that ad, you know, ends up uh, putting. Uh, Kamala Harris. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was the other one we got to yeah, talk poor about. Kamala. Yeah, well, you know, not poor Kamala. This is the right time for her to be out, and mm-hmm. it sets that's her right. up beautifully for a possible VP. Or I think AG, really. That's that's mm-hmm. where her yeah. wheelhouse is. Yeah, and actually that would be a good thing. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. It reminded me so much of Hillary Clinton and the problems she had where she went out good in the gate in, right. in 2008. Right. But then ran into financial problems right. and also issues with inner, inner staffing. I hear all I hear about Kamala's sister. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't even know about Kamala's sister. Apparently, no she pissed off a lot of folks, and a lot of people oh. got fired. And she didn't have staffers in Iowa. Oh. And folks in Baltimore yeah. got fired. And I don't know if that's a money thing where you don't have the money. No, I, I think it, it, it was some of that, but I think there was a lot of infighting. And so yeah. that, that ended up killing her campaign. But I think she also tried to go on that. See, it's a Hillary's strategy mm-hmm. was trying to follow an Obama strategy, and I felt like Kamala was trying to do that. And I'm like, you know what? There are no coattails left on that. I'm sorry. You you got to bring something fresh. You can't just kind of say right. I'm I'm kind of like him. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You got to fo- you have to have your own path. And but uh, I think she's in a good position, Un- unlike um, mm-hmm. Beto, who is. You know, really needs to go back to Texas, and, and he is. He's taking an he's active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's taking an active um, role in the yeah. campaigns there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to help make Texas blue. So mm-hmm. I'm thrilled about that. But yeah, it felt like it was weird for him to step on the national stage. Um, Kamala, just you know, first term senator. Yeah, she's in good position. I think. <coughs> yeah, personally, were you surprised when um, Bush? I'm sorry, uh, Trump got elected in 2016. <laughs> uh, I don't know about. It completely surprised, but I wasn't completely shocked. My problem is the DNC mm-hmm. just didn't let the process roll mm-hmm. through, right? And let and let. Oh, and you let mean you think they tried to send enforce? Um, yeah, I mean, oh, they, they did. They, they oh, enforced, it's they not tried. They, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the emails, yeah. <laughs> you know, the servers right. that they, they've been uh, that Trump's been trying to get all the, this time <laughs> is a part of all that. But right. you know, I was like, going, why did? To me, it's like a mistake that they didn't let the process just roll through right. and then see it through. But uh, that when that happened, then the mistrust came, right, as right. well, right? That's when uh, uh, a w- Comey, a Comey Bernie, did his – A lot of Bernie voters went Trump. And and Comey and Comey's investigation didn't also oh, drag oh, her out, that's right? That's right. So, and, and so yeah. all that stuff, like, like it was yeah. – is. Is the perfect storm for yeah. basically, yeah. and of course the Anthony Weiner thing that happened that resurfaced. Well, in that 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 didn't really kill her. Is literally, Hillary. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the moments when I felt sorry <laughs> for her. I was like, uh, wow. Yeah, I know, I know. I but know. everything more, else you got to deal with, that is your fault. Yeah, you got to deal with this crap too. Yeah, but it was more the DNC and the, the <laughs> Comey thing that really yeah. got her pretty badly. And you know, I. I like I said, I wasn't completely surprised. The other thing is with pollsters is you can't trust the polls. Right. That That's right. That's the people exactly right. that ended up vo- voting Trump <coughs> in 
and never participated in those full moves. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the time by the time they uh, they they realized all this, um, Hillary's camp. It was like I think mid October. That's way too late at that right. point. Yeah. yeah, but even then, three million pe- more people voted for Hillary than uh, right. Trump. Yeah, but not in the areas. But that not she needed. where she needed it. Yeah. Right, because yeah. she. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean that's this. I was talking to um, an older. Excuse mm-hmm. me, uncle. Yeah. Um, and he was saying he just didn't understand how there was any doubt of what you need to do this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's the same doubt as 2016. He said, but now you know how bad Trump is. Like, <laughs> you're forgetting how much these people distrusted, and their trust has not been won over. If you don't win no. that trust, those voters are not going to go. And, it, and, it's, and that's the way right now. Like I said, the public opinion right now is still going to go with Trump from the, from the looks of it. I'm still optimistic about yeah. 2020. I mean, people are I very, I think very it can come off. around, but they need to really. And as these people drop out, yeah. they need to pull their folks and push them in the right yeah. direction. Yeah, now that, that is very, very true. On a lighter note, because um, I tried to squeeze in, you know, some fun stuff. So, Well, I got a theater one, too, so I don't oh, know if it. you've got that one. Go for I it. I think it's the slave play that we talked about before. Yeah, a, lo- a while back. This white woman's mm-hmm. – uh, the video is going crazy right now. The yeah. video is <laughs> going everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Stood up at a talkback and just started cussing. Ooh. Ooh. I can't believe you're just saying this about white – blah, blah, blah. And the playwright handled it because it was a talkback. Mm. And it's been a con- – it was, I think it came out of Yale. Mm. Wow. It's, oh, okay. And it was controversial there. So yeah. when he got it to New York mm-hmm. – you know, he was already ready for this. Yeah. Um, so he was not caught off guard, and he was ready to respond and talk about what the play does say and what the play doesn't say. And if you're getting triggered, that's on you. If you feel like you are not represented on this stage, there are eight characters on the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's Is it an off-Broadway play? Um, it's either off-Broadway or on-Broadway. Oh, I mean, it, okay. it, it's – it's doing – it's very controversial, and it's doing well. Um, Mixed-race people who are playing – role-playing – oh, it's so twisted. Um, they are role-playing slavery, um, using slavery as a role-play for their sexual oh. therapy. Yes. Oh. So there's a whole bunch of layers of crazy – Masters Johnson kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so this poor woman was no. just upset and got up, and <laughs> and a black woman is sitting there videotaping it and commenting, oh, girl, oh, wow. it's funny. Mm. And she just does not – the white woman eventually walks out. What's the name of the play? Do you know? The Slave it's Play. It's called Slave oh, Play. Oh, the Slave Play. Okay. Yeah, it'll, uh, yeah, it's been written up on the U- New York Times, yep. and, I even had, and we've talked about it before. Yeah. I didn't realize the depths of the plot. Yeah, that's – I mean, taboo, I'm, I'm, you know, the mother yeah, of all taboos. Purposely. Purposely. <laughs> Yeah, I remember listening to the Dan Savage Lovecast, and there was a guy who was like, I guess he was a male uh, unicorn, and he was helping out this white family that you know wanted to spice up their bedroom life, and they were calling him all sorts of uh, crazy stuff. A getting unicorn. Off. A unicorn. You don't know what a unicorn is? I'm watching a show now called a unicorn. <laughs> a unicorn is basically <laughs> usually it's usually it's a woman who's a unicorn, but it's right. basically someone who. Helps out a, a couple who gets into a couple's sex life and becomes, they, you know, if someone wants a three-way, you grab someone and, <laughs> and they're called, they're called a unicorn. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know this. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, please turn off the podcast. Oh. 
my mom, who's an ordained minister. I, but in any case, yeah, that's, that's a unicorn. And because they're rare. It's rare to have someone who both will, I bet you know. there's a whole, <laughs> l- a whole line of people yeah. ready to jump into that role. Yeah. But in any case, he, the b- black man was saying, wow, okay, they're paying me, and you mm-hmm. know, they're getting sexual satisfaction. But, gee, I feel weird. They're debasing me um, right. for their uh, sexual pleasure. And that's – it's sort of like it, – I guess that's what the slave play it is sort of It seems like into. that's where the play is going. And, wow. yeah. And so, yeah, this poor woman – I, and, you know, when the Internet outs somebody, a lot of times you feel good about it. You know, barbecue mm. Becky and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's other times where you just feel sorry for it. Even though you don't agree with the person at all, you just feel sorry. For, like, that shouldn't be out there. We shouldn't have millions of people <laughs> commenting on you. That was that was you just having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, so the Washington Post, they have a um, <laughs> a, um, a cook – basically a critic of uh, restaurants. Sure. And um, so – they took a generic, what they thought was a generic picture of a man eating at a restaurant. Oh, yeah, I heard about no, this. No. <laughs> the man was with a woman who was not his wife. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So the woman, so then the woman sends a message to the, uh, the food critic and says, thank you for your pi- uh, picture yeah. and, and, and restaurant review and stuff. Um, but that's not me in, in, in on that table. Right. Oh, the wife. A, yeah, the wife exactly. said that. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Thank you for giving so me evidence for divorce. Or, for or divorce. Or well, oh. yeah, well, she confronted him and all that stuff, and so it finally came out. I guess the husband admitted to the affair yeah. and all that stuff. And the poor critic who yeah. uh, who posted the picture was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that and all that sort but of." But I'm like, go- I'm like going, I was like going, "Well, you know what? I, I don't know if I would apologize. I mean, the thing is, it's not your fault that you know the guy's gonna be on it. I mean." It's in public, right? Yeah, I exactly mean, right. That's, you know, on that's, that's, that's on him. If you go to cheat and you got somebody holding a phone to you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to not live in interesting times. Yeah. I'm tired of interesting <laughs> times. Can we just go back to boring? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, look, you and Ma are doing great, so I'm sure you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, we're we not getting no unicorn. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, before we get into an origin story, I figured we would, so we've we've done two years of the yay, and we want to thank everyone for listening to the yay and contributing to the yay. So Uh, you're saying it's two years now? Well, not now. It'll be in April two years, but we we have enough. We're leading up to it. Exactly, we're leading up to it. A new segment for our second anniversary. So you have to guess who the guest is. I'm going to play this. This was a year ago. I got this. Growing up, you know, Male figures have always had this thing where, you know, just because you're a man, you you do certain things, you're allowed to do certain things, like Mm -hmm. have a bunch of kids, have extramarital affairs and all of these things, as long as you take care of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. to me, that... Bingo! You got it. You should have got that, too. Who's that? Melvin Badiola. Oh, Badiola. That was a year ago. Hey! This is two years ago. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, did I deal with... Do I deal with... (laughs) Um, sexual harassment on a daily basis? Yeah. Did I not really realize what some of it was until I looked back on it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you're in high school and your music teacher chases you around his desk, you kind of go, that's not normal. (laughs) I I can't pull that No. That is Alicia Von Kugelgen. We've had a lot of Okay. (laughs) And that's it. Yay! <laughs> so I'll, I'll just periodically that's do fine. this. <laughs> and now, an origin story, uh, Percy Asabal. Uh, where did you, uh, where were you born and raised? 
So I was born in the Philippines uh, in a province called Batangas, which is like Batangas, uh, okay. Yeah, it's sa- south of Manila. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I grew up in Quezon City, Manila, for the first like seven or eight years, mm-hmm. and then um, eventually I um, uh, we moved here in 1978. Wow. So I've been here in uh, mainly the Bay Area for. Uh, since then, well, mm-hmm. it's been 41 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so I grew up here. Uh, I had what six schools in the eight years or whatever it was mm-hmm. that I was here in the Bay Area, and then um, okay, in the. Um, I'm just going to position it there. Okay. We're, condi- we're uh, focusing on his okay. uh, the live stream. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so we grew up in the. Uh, here, I started out actually in Berkeley at first mm. uh, for the first couple months. Um, although, I think the back, well, yeah, but um, during the week, mm-hmm. uh, we were dropped off in Vallejo to be with my grandparents. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So oh, so you already had family here? Yeah, we had family here, yeah. Okay, that's We got petitioned. It, it, it actually took the time from, I think, the time even before I was born in 1968 till 1978 to bring us here. Yeah. So now well, the 70s, that's yeah, the really Mar- was that the Marcos era? It was Marcos era, so yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, I I experienced some of that. There's mm-hmm. martial law, mm-hmm. and when you were kids, they they actually had to you know, had to make sure you were inside the house at like mm-hmm. you know eight or nine o'clock or whatever the yeah. curfew, curfew was. Wow. Was, so. Yeah, a lot of folks don't know that. I mean, what would I mean? What would happen? I mean, would you be? I mean, were they worried about? I don't know, uh, being killed or something? Was there violence? You could get arrested and, yeah, taken off to, I don't know about k- get killed. The president now, that's what. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 Duterte, Duterte is horrible. Yeah. Too dirty is the, his nickname, but yeah. Duterte is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodrigo Duterte is the current president. Now he's actually actually killing, killing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Drug dealers and stuff. You know, it's funny. I've talked with a couple of Philippine friends of mine, and, and it's sort of half and half. There's some who are like, oh, my God, what he's doing is horrible. There's some who are like, hey, he's enforcing what we need. It's almost like what's happening right. with Trump right now. Yeah. The world seems to be living there, yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my fr- uh, a friend at work actually brought this up, I guess, about it's been about three, three and a half years ago, maybe even longer now. And it came out during the hearings mm-hmm. uh, with Fiona Hill is that – Putin's actually been at this since then. He promised right. that he was going to start backing um, uh, right-wing mm. uh, party candidates. Wow! Kind of thing. Wow! So uh, Trump was actually not even the beginnings of it. Uh, uh-huh. Brexit was part of that. Boris uh-huh. Johnson. Uh, Boris yeah. Johnson. Uh, then um, they tried to do it in Australia, but it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work in yeah. Australia. He is backing some of the uh, Putin's actually backing some of the stuff in Japan. Mm, um, wow. Yeah, all over. And mm. then the big one was uh, was it last year? The year before uh, was in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, other than obviously the, the United. What happened with the U.S.? Mm-hmm. But the next big one was was uh, in France, and mm-hmm. sixty Minutes ran a piece on mm-hmm. it with uh, Marie Le Pen. Yeah. yeah, and Le Pen, you know, Marie Le Pen actually kicked out her own dad to, g- to get up above the party. I don't know if you knew that or no, not. No, I didn't yeah, know that. that came out in the 60-minute piece. Mm-hmm. And so I can't remember who the reporter was for the 60-minute piece, and he was like going, you realize you kicked out your own father out of the party? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy. And so it was like, you know, wh- what would that be called where you uh, – I oh, it could be like, you know, like uh, – Electro kind of thing, right? Where oh, sure. No, you killed. But Electro was, wasn't Electro in love with her father? Wasn't that what's going on? Mm, I don't know I about love, but you know the, the yeah. thing. The thing with that is, you know, the the it was a conflict between oh, sure. you know, the the, right. the child and the pa- 
mm-hmm. and the right. parent and the mother at this point. Yeah. Um, I actually portrayed uh, uh, the barrio play with uh, Luis Alfaro, mm-hmm. uh, and he had, he did an adaptation of uh, Electra mm-hmm. called Electricidad. Oh right, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it was a little bit of that, but that's what basically what Marie Le Pen did, right? He, mm-hmm. he she, she instead of her mother, <laughs> it was her dad. Right. She basically it wasn't killing killing him, but <coughs> it's like you know yeah. you take him out, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you get in power. Yeah. Right. But it came out during that that. That that election that um, that she was getting a lot of funding from the Russians. Amazing. Yeah, and of course, and of course, the Russians were uh, obviously influencing the already communist countries like right. China and North so that's Korea. Correct. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the was it a difficult transition when you came here? As, as uh, a yeah, so that that was uh, there was a little bit of a transition, obviously, because. Um, you you think as as liberal as Berkeley as you wouldn't mm-hmm. get any racist comments, but oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually, as a young African American boy at the time, I went into an elementary school that was not far from my aunt's house, mm-hmm. and so we were my aunt. I guess wanted to explore us getting registered there, right? Mm-hmm. And the little boy goes, "Go back to China," <laughs> to oh. me, and I was I didn't take it. I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. going, "Oh, okay, I'm not from China," but you know. Right. I didn't want to get an argument with the boy and whatever else, but it's like I was like, oh, "Wow, this racism is really real in this mm-hmm. country and stuff." Wow. You know, because you know, he, in the Philippines, you're just—it's all mainly Filipinos. I mean, right. there is there are some mm-hmm. sections of the country that also stereotypes and discriminates on blacks. Right. Uh, that's why there's uh, actual uh, provinces called Negros, Negros Occidental, um, uh, Negros uh, Bacolod, some of these other yeah, provinces yeah. Mm-hmm. where there's actually darker-skinned Filipinos right. and stuff. Yeah. And so, anyways, you know, uh, it was a transition uh, yeah. because even the following year, now I'm <coughs> now in Alameda at Otis uh-huh. Elementary School. Yeah. And in Otis, now that's uh, at the time, anyway, there's more white <laughs> than, yeah, than yeah. any of the other minorities and stuff. Yeah. And so the white folks were not calling me that. And right. Stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting so because uh, w- I would think that the Philippines would be more receptive to African Americans. Yeah. I mean, even. Well, I mean, Jeannie, you know, in <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> talks about, yeah. you know, the, uh, the black soldiers who came. At right, first, right, they were right. fighting against Filipinos, and then they sort of, you know, some right. migrated. But, you know, you, with those folks coming in, you also had propaganda coming in. So sure. do they have tails and all that? <coughs> that's stuff, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've seen the ugly puck. Remember the puck article in, uh, I think it was 1900, Phil McKinley, oh. mm-hmm. yeah. scraping the Philippines yeah. child who, you right. know, yeah. it's, it's, it was all ugly propaganda that began yeah. at the turn of the century. Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. But my best friend, actually, in sixth grade, was a uh, black dude named uh, Stephen Swain. So he's mm-hmm. really cool. He's out in the mm-hmm. back east now somewhere, I think. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Were you involved in theater when you were young? Uh, not really. <laughs> the funny part is, so in the Philippines, uh, I was already exposed to, there's got to be a clip of it somewhere in the Philippines. Oh, uh-huh. But uh, my brother and I were um, uh, at a church kind of um, sponsored. Well, mm-hmm. They weren't sponsored, but they were invited. We were invited as children yeah. to come and sing uh, some songs, children's songs and stuff, like brushing our teeth and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it was kind of funny. And, and that, that, that kind of already got me kind you of involved in the performing. Yeah. But I didn't, I actually didn't do anything until I would say what, 92? Mm-hmm. 1992, I came back uh, from Texas uh, from serving for a mission from a church. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And um, anyways, when I came back here, 
Um, I was going to College of Alameda. I was also working part time at Office Max. But my mom says, "Hey, there's there's an ad, you know, that they're filming Sister Act two here <coughs> in Oakland and oh right, yeah, and, and stuff, and, and and in San Francisco, and I guess they're doing it at um, the casting for the extras over at um, EDD, which mm-hmm. used to be over here mm-hmm. on the other side of the freeway on Fifth and East Twelfth. Okay, mm-hmm. and so me and my brother went over there and. Um, I think they might have taken it for a day, but it was me for like a good week, week and a half, and this was my mistake. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not knowing back then, <coughs> but I knew that, that what I know now. Dumb, dumb, dumb. But <laughs> you you do what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know what the SAG fees back then to right. join were, but it was like no. around, it was barely under 900 bucks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a chunk of money. Right, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I should have joined it. <laughs> Because uh, so uh, that means you missed out on doing it. I missed out. Uh, well, no, I did it. Oh, you did. I it did right. it for no, two weeks. Yeah, I did do it for two weeks. But mm-hmm. I think there must have been. I guess there might have been a regulation that at that point, if they, if you're working that long, I think they had to make you SAG after. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know all the regulations at the point at that time and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so the guy offered me a SAG card at that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, but no, you got to be ready. If you're not ready for it, then. Well, yeah, I think I, I, I was ready. I didn't re- I didn't know what all right. the rules were and all this stuff. I mean, it was fun doing Sister Act Two. That they they was mainly done in um, San Francisco at the one of the campuses on Eddie and Van Ness. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you get to see Whoopi? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 would break out in the middle of like takes and sing out like stuff like that you know but the fun the fun part for me yeah. during that that filming was mm-hmm. actually I got to sit down um, uh, with lunch with some of the other actors that were in the film I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember the movie or not but James Coburn was in it oh, oh wow yeah nice. I sit down I got mm-hmm. to sit down you know mm-hmm. this is James Coburn right, right. yeah you know this is you know um Matthew Helm or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, not Matthew Helm. What was his name from? Um, oh, what was the name of his movies? Anyways, it was a, you know an action star that mm-hmm. they tried to pat- oh. pattern him off of the James Bond films. Right, and right, stuff. right. Um. Anyway, so, so he di- we mm-hmm. we I sat down with him. I also uh, not Dean Martin. No, no, Dean uh, Martin was Matthew Helm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, oh, this guy was in the one of the other one of the other. Okay. Uh, uh, action films. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, big tall blonde guy. Yeah, he James Coburn. He won uh, an Oscar and all that stuff mm-hmm. about yeah. a few years ago. Like Dolph Rundgren? No, no, no. But yeah, James Coburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, along with him, there was uh, I don't know if you remember Bernard Hughes, and I forget the other Not actor. My name, bro. And then Michael, um, what's his name from uh, the Green Mile? Oh, um, the big guy. No, 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 no. Oh. No, I did meet him later, <laughs> Michael okay. Clark Duncan. Yeah. But the the shorter uh, white guy with mustache and stuff. Hmm. Oh, what was Michael's name? Anyways, uh, th- we all sat down for lunch. Uh, right. Very nice. Uh, for, for the entire two weeks or whatever. Uh-huh. It was. And all the other a- actors around me, the extras, were like, who is that guy? I go, man, I'm, I must be showing my age. I know, at the time, right. I was only 25 years old. Yeah. But James Coburn was, like, one of, like, 
the Philippines anyways. He was recognizing one of the I stars. Did, I, I dug him. Yeah, I, so. I definitely grew up going, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't, nobody's making noise about this guy, but I just love him. Mm-hmm. He, what did he do? The President's Analyst, I think, was one of his. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he had a ton of films. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, was was he was in The Dirty Dozen, dozen right? Uh, yes, he yeah, was yeah, in The yeah. Dirty Dozen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Correct. That's what I remember him from. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But he would just play these cool-ass characters. Yeah. Yeah, and he would always play, like, a kind of cool guy. Cool, smart, but also, you know, focused and getting yeah. the shit done. Right, 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 right. So that that that, that was his his kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it, it was nice sitting down for two weeks. I should have like, if I knew what I know today, ah. I would have literally done a lot more mm-hmm. investigating into getting into the business back then. Yeah, uh, because I had the opportunity. It, um, but it Bernard Hughes, know, right? Though. But Bernard Hughes was the one, the the, the older gentleman, mm-hmm. invited me to sit down with us, right? And uh, well, I mean, with them, with with James Coburn mm-hmm. and and all the other um, uh, supporting role players in the movie. And, mm-hmm. and if I'd known, I would have been yeah. asking him for more insights and not just. Mm-hmm. Filming, but in the theater and all yeah. that stuff. But at least you had something put on to put on your resume. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that did work for a yeah. couple of years anyway. Yeah. <laughs> did you study for uh, acting? I did when I um, eventually in oh four in two thousand four. Okay. I uh, the county I worked for Alameda County. Uh-huh. Uh, they had their first round of layoffs in like many many years at that point. Mm-hmm. But before the layoffs happened, I I had a feeling that that might happen. I was I was supposed to finish my degree out at Long Beach, but I ended up falling in love um, with acting. And uh, my friend uh, and mentor and teacher, Tony Carrera, as I was getting ready to register for class at Long Beach City College, grabbed me in the middle of campus. Mm-hmm. And he goes, where are you going? Where are you going? Um, uh, going to register for classes. He goes, oh, I can do that later. <laughs> and he grabs me out of the middle of the, the car. I go, oh, where am I going? He goes, we're going to, into my class, into my theater. Mm-hmm. He grabs me out of there. Mm-hmm. And he puts me in the black box theater, right. and so th- that class was the auditions class. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, "I'm here. Welcome. Uh, what's your name?" Blah blah blah. And I go, oh, "I'm Percival Oxlow." Blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And he's like, "Okay, well, you're in my my class." He didn't say what it was. Right. And he was like, "Going. Uh, I'm here to prove a point to them." Right. Mm-hmm. So he goes like this. Um, <coughs> well, can you do something for us? Um, uh, perform. What do you mean? I go, uh, I'm not here to perform. He goes, no, you can, I'm sure you can do something. Can you sing? Can you, you know, mm. I'll do a monologue or whatever. I'll, right. I'll, I go, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a song. Mm-hmm. So I did, um, I did um, Unforgettable by uh, oh. King Cole, right? Oh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Anyways, so I sing the song and stuff, and everybody claps and whatever else. Right. And he gets down and he goes, grabs me by the shoulder. He goes, okay. You didn't. He said it basically this way: If you don't have the balls like this guy just did to do this in this in this class, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and withdraw the class and walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because he says, "You think this is an easy A? It's not." Mm-hmm. And my mouth went, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody claps. He's, uh, he lets me sit down. He goes, you're more than welcome to stay. And I did. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. But then I'm, I'm back in it. Like, the energy was there and stuff. Yeah, right on. And so not that semester, but the following semester, I ended up taking uh, uh, a bunch of uh, acting classes uh-huh. and stuff. And uh-huh. um, one of which, and I'm kind of sad. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see him. Um, 
Um, I don't know if you know the name Hal Landon. So Hal Landon's an actor, mm-hmm. uh, but he was um, uh, Keanu Reeves' dad in the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, he was oh one okay. Of the cops oh. in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, anyways, Hal Landon's <coughs> been uh, Scrooge for forty years. Jeez. Uh, in a Christmas Carol down in uh, or- Orange County, uh-huh. and a South Coast uh, rep for three. Yeah. Years. Damn. Yeah. So he's been there forever, and so he this is his last year performing. Um, and I wanted to see it before he right. re- yeah. retired in the role and all that stuff. But they're sh- they're shooting the the third of the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure films. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's gonna oh, be that's right. Yeah. I, I, I had that. a question for you, Norman. Um, yeah. About auditions. I know that you work with kids, and I'm uh, not that you're a teacher or whatever. But did you ever focus I on? I'm a teacher. Okay. <laughs> but did, did you do you ever focus on auditions? Of course. Okay. Uh, but it's so funny because the last I taught a monologue class last fall. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we want you to do intro to monologue. And I said, what is intro to monologue? Because <laughs> monologue is usually what you learn after you learn the basics of acting. You're applying them to a specific speech. Mm. You know, and I couldn't get a straight answer. And eventually I just did, I did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it included, I used it as a tool because there's two ways. So if I were doing intro, if I were going to make a class called intro to monologue, mm-hmm. I would show you the different ways to approach a monologue, different styles of monologue, different things that you can do um, to give you sort of the mechanics of it. And then I guess the regular class would be now pick a real monologue, a monologue that you're going to make a commitment to and start doing this. this. Right. In the first (coughs) class, I'm just giving you stuff and making you do it. In the advanced class, you're going to pick your own and you're going to start – we're going to work on that. That's what I would do. Yeah, because – you know, because uh, I went to Duke Ellington and also NYU, but really monologues weren't just, it was just one of those things that, you know, learn a monologue and right. usually the, the students are the ones who have to figure out the beats and, you know, what the proper yeah. monologue is and the fact that you only have <coughs> maybe two minutes. You know, you could be cut well, off I after one minute. That. I yeah. I've, in all <coughs> the training I've had, it's been rare when somebody actually took the time to talk to you about mm-hmm. types. Yeah. Right. And it's not that you need to. It's not that you need to stay within a type. Mm-hmm. It's that you need to know what your type is. I'm not a leading man. No. So instead of me falling in love with that leading man part, I should look at what else is in the show right. and go for that. Right. You know, um, yeah, to know where you fit yeah. in that. And, you have to balance and what you want with what you, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so. Well, part of the problem is what happened with, um, with um, uh, Dustin Hoffman, right? Uh, yeah, and Al Pacino. Right, right. I don't know if you know the what happened. So uh, back in the late '60s and, yeah. and uh, the early '70s and stuff, um, you know, you got two short guys right. that are not your typical "quote unquote" you know right. man, leading like, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, right. uh, like uh, <coughs> uh, Paul um, Newman, <laughs> Brando, Brando, right? Yeah, right. Back in the day, yeah. Brando, yeah. right? Yeah. And so. Uh, Mike Nichols at that point was right. the one that, and uh, you know, he kept pushing, I guess, for Dustin Hoffman to be the graduate, and, uh-huh. and uh, the uh, the producers and, and and the studio was like, no, 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 he's the short guy and everything. He's like, no, no, you gotta have Dustin Hoffman uh-huh. in the graduate. And when he finally did his screen test and all, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're convinced this is the guy. Right. Yeah. And then it was the same thing with with Pacino. Pacino was like, they're like, they're, you know, they think he's like. Short Italian dude, oh come on, give, right. give me a freaking break. Right, exactly. Else, right, but they, you know, 
until you know where your role is, yeah. like you're saying, yeah. you, you can't really pick a monologue. And right. so, but I think part of the process, though, for me, Mm-hmm. is actually, okay, well, let's see if I can even play a lead role. Sure. And, that, and like I said, part of the problem is what happened with, with uh, Pacino and with, with, with Hoffman, right? Right. Because anybody can, it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. And, and the context of it. Right. You can play the lead role. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw at Mendelssohn Studio, the adaptation of a, a Midsummer Night's Dream in the Pinoy oh, Midsummer Night's Dream, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you had... Midsummer Night's Dream, right? But it was adapted to to um, uh, a Filipino mm-hmm. family and, sure. and all that stuff, and and you had all the types of music and all yeah. the stuff. Didn't Conrad Panganaban was just, was he the writer of that? <sighs> no, okay. it was part of I think Lorna Velasco was the one that Lorna, oh, okay. I got it. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, she they they did all the adaptation. They had uh, mm-hmm. the fantastic drums and all that stuff, Sweet. and the pinikling dancing and all that uh-huh. stuff. Uh, they had some of the uh, most of the words be mm-hmm. done in, in, in Tagalog and whatever. Sure uh-huh. And so um, it was even featured on uh, Theater Bay Area magazine and all that stuff. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, you know, I could I could have been uh, one of the leads, right? In, uh, if anybody <coughs> ended up auditioning yeah. for that and stuff. But again, I mean, it's totally calling contacts, right? You totally can, but it's it's knowing what those expectations that's are. Correct. So that if you're going to break the expectation, mm-hmm. to know that that's what you're doing. That's correct. You know what I think a lot of, especially young actors, you don't know what your energy is when you're, let's say, 21 or 22. You may say, right. well, a director wants me to be the angry guy or this guy or the comedian. Right, right. I guess i got to do it without well, really saying. I think it's also the training programs. Sure. Um, there's so many training programs that treat it as if we're going to teach you the whole breadth Sure. And it's like, no, I'm never, I'm never gonna play the nurse. And and I say this now, walk out of the being the fucking nurse. But in Romeo right. and Juliet, I'm never, I'm l- unlikely to ever play the nurse or even be considered for it. Sure. So, well, but that's the funny part, right? Though, so Shakespeare time, there were no female no actors. I just did to Tanya. Oh, did you? <laughs> I just did to Tanya. And it's what we're. I'm loving putting it on my resume because I want somebody to look at that and go, wait a minute. You, you play Titania, <laughs> but I'm not going to run around now. Who's your Oberon? Yeah. Yeah. So they flipped it. So they flipped it, and she played Oberon as a bro. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, yeah, it was it was so bizarre. It was weird, but it was an intentional flipping. Right. I am not now running around thinking I'm going to make a whole career of those Titania-type characters. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy for me to be going into auditions expecting that. Yeah. Right? But you know who, excuse me, you know who you are. Right. I mean, you know who you are as a person. Oh, you know right. what you can and can't do. Now, did you know that when you were 21 or 20 or 19? The weirdest thing is, like, I did Petruchio from mm-hmm. Taming of the Shrew uh-huh. when I was young, when I was just coming out of college. Um, just scene work. We, but we did, it was African American Shakespeare Company mm-hmm. when they first. Oh. We just did scenes. This was with Sherry still? With Sher- well, Sherry started it. Right. And oh. it was just when we first started. So we were just doing scenes. Okay. So I wanted to do Petruchio, and I figured nobody's going to cast me as Petruchio because Petruchio <laughs> beats this woman and beats other people in the play, mm-hmm. and people don't look at me and think, oh, you're going to kick somebody's ass. Yeah. So. I just cast me in that, and it was fantastic. And I did it with a big woman, so <laughs> so it really changed the dynamic. The dynamics of, of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. I mm. wasn't. If there's an expectation of a role, and that's most roles, there's an expectation. You know that when you go for um, right. any kind of camera work, 
They think they know what they want. Right. And when you walk in the door, they've already decided whether you'll fit or not. Now, you might surprise them and get them to consider you, but they might have made up their mind before. It's so not about you. And to walk into an audition without that knowledge, you're right. shooting yourself in the foot. It is not, it is, it is not about you. And I think that's right. what most actors don't realize is yeah. it is not about you. And so, like I said, I mean, uh, in approaching, like, monologues and stuff, I think it's good to actually have people play um, whatever they think they like to do. Like, yeah, I, I started out doing uh, Mark Anthony's mm -hmm. uh, most famous of Very monologues, nice. yeah. right? Yeah. Friends, Romans, Countrymen, Lend yeah, Me Your Ears, you. you know, yeah. I Come Not to be Bury Caesar. Yeah. Blah, that's blah, Mark blah. Anthony, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. I mean, that's the signature one. But, you know, as I, I, I actually did that for Tony, the, the guy who grabbed me in the middle of the quad oh right, at yeah. Long Beach City College, um, is going, you know, you might want to rethink, you know, the, the, this uh, monologue and stuff. But he didn't – but he was one of the really – this is what I love about Tony is that he doesn't put you or peg you in, mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a, you know, round hole or whatever, right. in a square or whatever, right. mm -hmm. you know. I, or a square in a, in a round hole. That's right. what it is. Yeah. And so he lets you play with it and whatever. So it, it just to see yeah. maybe you can pull it off and whatever. Right. But at that point, then, you know, the following auditions class um, and acting class, I actually then realized, you know what? I don't know I'm not I'm necessarily um, ever going to be in, quote, unquote, the leading man role or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that I never could. Right. But I'm more of the puck person and stuff. Uh -huh. And so then I did some of the yeah. puck stuff. I did like epilogue, his epilogue, and then uh -huh. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's always a balance between what you may have in your head and what people see you, and making the That's adjustment correct. as an actor. That's correct. Okay, well I'm being cast as this, so people right. obviously see me as this. If I want to change their minds, I can try to do a monologue where I'm showing something else. Right. right. But I'm going to have to make an adjustment. Right. I if I'm not Othello, to you, we talk well, about Othello I all the time. I was going to mention the Othello thing. But, yeah, you – I and I started <coughs> focusing on this more for myself. I try to find one piece that I think is just a base piece mm -hmm. that just by looking at me, you go, oh, he's that kind of a person. I can pull that off with my demeanor, my energy, give you that so this is who I am. And then give you something else. If I get to show you a contrast, right. then I can go and reach for that other thing that you might not expect. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Othello. I, I just, you know, I they were doing Othello, and I wanted to work with a theater company. So I was mm -hmm. like, I'll audition, and maybe they'll consider me for <laughs> Othello. But maybe they'll just consider having another black guy in one of the other roles. That can work. I've yeah. seen it work. It could work. So next thing I know, I'm called back for Othello, and wow. I'm like, oh. And then I walk in the room to read with all these six-foot-tall Iagos. <laughs> so I started coming at these guys, and the director and the artistic director, who both know me, uh -huh. were like oh. – <laughs> they were so shocked. The guy, in fact, um, I'm, I'm going to do today is a play cafe, at. musical yeah. cafe. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I auditioned for Othello, I was doing a different musical cafe thing, and the director of Othello was another actor in it. Uh, okay. So we were on break at one point, point. he pulled me aside and he said, i got to tell you, dude, you just blew us away with that because we just didn't expect it. And I was like, right. I, I have to. I'm supposed to be the general. I'm the boss. So there's two things going on. One, I'm the boss. So right. on that sense, I have to be the alpha but even more importantly, in this moment, in the play, in this relationship, I am pissed at you 
So it doesn't matter how big you are. I've done it before. I was in a bar once, and I felt my fist, my hand go into a fist. Because this guy, it was a bunch of, I will not cast ethnic aspersions. It was a bunch of other people mm-hmm. who were there. It was over near Cal. Okay. And there was, I guess, a bunch of students from oh, some sure. place. Yeah. I won't say where. And they were just wandering around and doing stuff. And they were huge. And I kept being bumped into and, fi- and, and stepping in front of me. I'm oh. like waiting at the bar and suddenly stepping in front of me. And so this dude did it just one time too many. And I didn't even realize. I went. I was pissed, and I was taken aback, and I looked down, and I saw my hand in a fist, and I was like, and I walked over to my friend and said, I have to leave right now, (laughs) because when you get angry like that, it doesn't matter the situation, you get angry, and I'm like, that's who Othello is, so that's who my Othello is, that's what I showed them, and they were like, we were just so shocked. I'm like, well, if I'm going to play Othello, I can't be like, well, this guy's really bigger than me, he can kick my ass. Yeah. Othello would never think that. No. <laughs> That's right. you got to step it up. Yeah. So you do get you to play out of, outside of type, but if you don't at least start with an understanding of what your type is, like I'm also right. not going to play Romeo and Juliet. I'm not going to play Romeo. Right. I'm not going to play any of his buddies. Uh-huh. Those guys are all like 1820s. You know, that, that ship has sailed. I'm not doing that. Uh, when we did Midsummer, I didn't know what role I was going to get. I've done Puck before, and I thought about it, and I went, I'm too old. I don't want <laughs> to be an old puck. And I don't want to try and find the energy of a young puck. Yep. <laughs> Let that go. Right. On the other hand, what's great about being an older actor is I know what an older character's energy is. So I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to act or pretend. I'm just, oh. Yep. Yeah. And there's a question for you, Percy, as an older actor. I mean, we've t- and we've talked with other folks who've been on the program transitioning from the roles that you had when you were young. Mm. To when you're older, actually, you don't even look that. Old. <laughs> I think you I was about to say, that. <laughs> right. I, I don't know what to tell you, but you know, uh, seven or eight years ago um, in Denville, I was actually cast as a 17 year old. There you go. <laughs> and I literally approached uh, Eric Fraser Hayes in Denville. I said, you know, you realize how old I am, right? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, but, you know, mixed in with all these other guys. Trust me, <laughs> this is, you're going to pull this off. I go, yeah. okay, 17-year-old king. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> but, no, you, you know, at the time, I was 43 years old. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like going, how am I going to, you know. But then, I, you know, I, I did what I did. And, mm-hmm, and yeah. I, you know, that was uh, the Lion Winter and stuff. I Ooh, came King nice. Philip. There you go. I played King Philip. And... <laughs> You know, I I did what I did. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I was like, I'm, go, I'm playing a 17 year old king. Yeah, mm-hmm. here I am, 43 year old. Okay. <laughs> no, you've aged very well. Person. I did okay. Yeah. <laughs> did okay. No, you've aged you've aged very well. Um, and you and I, we met uh, at the beginning of this. You know, it's it's funny because people are saying 2019 is the last of the of the teens, and we're entering oh, the new. Right. I've always thought it was the next year, 2020, but I guess it's 2019. <sighs> Who knows? It's the confusing <laughs> thing with our number system. Right. 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 But at the beginning of this decade, 2011, that's uh-huh. when you and I were at Bindlestiff right. in their uh, opening the new, the new, um, space, the new, the new yeah. space. And now Bindlestiff is celebrating, celebrating their 30th anniversary. Right. And you, but you were part of that from the um, – not from the beginning, but at least in 2011. Right. What was that experience uh, like? Well, uh, as I was telling you earlier, it's kind of weird that um, – um, so I did the – Bay Area, uh, Theater Bay Area auditions out in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Melinda uh, Lopez, uh, mm-hmm. who was out um, one of directing one of the the 
the pieces. Yeah, the story's high. Story's high. Yeah. Uh, 12. And so um, she's the one that actually pulled my headshot and gave me a call out of the blue. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't even one of the um, directors that, that um, were sitting out in the audience kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she grabbed my headshot. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, then she called me and said, well, would, you, would you mind you know, taking a look at this and stuff? And um, it, the interesting part there is that I had no—I actually didn't know about Lindo Sip Studio. I don't, um, not not very well. I, I'd mm-hmm. heard about it, but not not to like attend the plays and stuff. And so when I went in, I I had no idea uh, what my experience was going to be. But um, I didn't realize that when I went into this role, it was namely a supporting role. Um, I didn't realize that I was going to what ended up happening <laughs> is that is that um, I I contributed quite a lot into, yeah. into the yeah, piece. Yeah, you you wound up being a co-director. I ended up being a co-director with Lou mm. at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think my cast uh, the our our, our cast uh, was appreciative of, of what I did. I mean, um, I mean, just like I said uh, earlier, just um, during the tech run of the actual piece. We were almost, I think, 40. Actually, we, I think we were over 40 minutes, and we had to cut a good chunk of it out. And right. so I started like looking at the piece and, and mm-hmm. looking where to cut it, mm-hmm. looking to cut doing yeah. the dance and all that stuff. For those yeah. who don't know, Story is High, it's a series of one acts, and so it all has to fit within, I think, a two-hour period. Right. Uh, and there were at least, I think, five uh, one acts. I think, yeah, or maybe at four. Least maybe. Yeah. No, it's more than that. I think it's five or six. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it all has to fit within one thing. And, of course, I mean, the energy of Bindlestiff, especially when you're doing the story right. high, is wonderful and right. tremendous, especially when it was in 2011. Yeah. Being in the new space, uh, right. there was Lorna. There was uh, Deanna, Deanne Aquino, who, right. uh, she, who was there, Alan right. Gismorio. Right. Uh, a lot of uh, great folks. But, of course, you, you know, you got to get in, do your piece, do your fixes, and then get off the stage because somebody right. else has got to come on. So – there's got to be precision, right? The funny part for me is, is you know, um, here I am a Filipino and uh, now heavy into uh, the theater uh, world, um, especially down in um, um, down in. Um, I'm sorry, let's see, um, um, down in um, L.A. I, I mm-hmm. establish a lot of my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyways, the 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 hilarious part is, um, I like I said I was not that familiar with with um, with Bindosif and yet here I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, you know, Norman, you're the one who brought me into Bindlestiff because Alan Kismorio needed a black actor. <laughs> Patrick Zilvestri uh, uh, needed a piece for his uh, for his piece, yeah. Chip Jar, Chip Jar, and that was my first time knowing about it. And of course, Bindlestiff had already been around for I think 20 years at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, they're, like I said, they're celebrating the 30th anniversary. And one of the cool things about it is even if you're, like, brand spanking new, mm-hmm. they'll welcome you in. They'll well, say, hey. I mean, that's yeah. – to, to me, and I was thinking about this when, mm-hmm. we, when mm-hmm. I realized you were going to be on, um, you know, different organizations have different roles in the theater in community. In the theater community, And yes. I feel like Bendelstiff's part of that role is to open the door for that community, for the Filipino community. Yes. Yeah. To I come agree. in, which means you're getting people who are just, you know, <coughs> new or really green. Yeah. 
and giving them the opportunity to grow. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And they've done a fantastic job of it. I mean, you know, there are folks who have uh, springboarded. Uh, Crystal Piamonte Jean, we've talked about her, and she's been on. Mm-hmm. She's now an equity actress, yeah. and she got her start at Bindlestiff, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's where you can pat your resume. Well, I guess Jed is now equity. Jed Presario, that's right. Melvin Badiola. Wait, Jed's, Jed's now uh, I think he's the artistic now, director? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the artistic director. I go, uh, no, 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 no. He's equity. No. Yeah, the, you know, the, the funny part is, so, yeah, Jed was a, a part of uh, Stories High uh, 12. I know, it's where it's right. on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's when y'all, when y'all mentioned Rizal. the Rizal, I was yes. like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, I he was, he was y'all didn't cut nothing in He was fantastic at it and stuff. Oh, my God. And we didn't realize it was his first role. Yeah, he didn't realize it, and so I kept talking to him about the entire thing right and i was like dude you 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 didn't know you know right how good you were and stuff so then he did the atlas program with uh oh right theater bear area and stuff and that really i think propelled him to other things yeah yeah and yeah and i remember alan casmorio telling me uh in 2011 hey this is what we want to do for um bindlestiff not only present great plays for an audience Mm -hmm. but also be a springboard for filipino artists and writers right to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it was never the intention of Bendelstiff to have Filipino actors only act at Bendelstiff. Right. You got to move move out. Well, th- 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 so that I would hope th- you would bring that energy back. That, that, so that that was the thing that I I, tr- I don't know if you remember that at mm-hmm. all at, at Stories High 12 right before we 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 closed off the the tech run that evening. And I specifically said that evening. I said, you know, uh if if it wasn't for Melinda, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. But I what we need to do is to we need to start what we learn here, bring mm-hmm. it out. We learn it from the other um, uh, theaters in the community, mm-hmm. and then bring it back to to Bindlestiff Studio. Yeah. We need to make Bindlestiff stronger. <coughs> I'm glad that that happened. It's like you said. Yeah. Because that ended up propelling other actors like Jed, mm-hmm. like like. Um, um, Melvin Crystal, Melvin yeah. Crystal, all these guys that have right. now uh, have now come down the line, mm-hmm. you know, and even uh, Nicole out in uh, Mashali out in um, mm-hmm. in New York now. Yeah. You oh know, wow. All, yeah. all this stuff. Catavasco, who's in L.A. It's, it's all, oh. uh, all, 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 of, all yeah. of this. All these guys that that that, that come out. Mm-hmm. Me and Alan had the vision because Alan was a artistic director at the time. Our vision for Bindlestiff Studio was to learn. Was to learn. Um, as much as we can from the rest of the theater community mm-hmm. and then bring it back to Bindlestiff Studio. I mean, here I was a Filipino not really knowing what Bindlestiff Studio was. Right. But once I knew it, I said, this is the way to make us stronger. Right. Not just within our own theater, but within the community. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, no, to the be uh, known. The, the connection to the community has always been amazing. It's been amazing, it right? Has, but, really but, uh, but before Alan and I got into that, really, right. in reality, mm-hmm. me... Bindles kind of stayed within their own niche. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They stayed among themselves. It was, it was more of a clubhouse. Like a clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. Right? Yeah. It was more of a clubhouse. Right? It, me, I think me, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to take credit and stuff, but you, you, you were there that night when, sure. I, when I said it. I literally said, it's time that you know, when me and Alan, I, I, I can't remember if I grabbed Alan and I said, I said, it's us, it's time to 
put what you've learned here yes. and bring it out into the, into the community. Yeah. I mean, Jed's done a bunch of stuff. Exit oh, theater yeah. and everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's been everywhere now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Work, and it's geez. a wonderful thing to see the actors who start out at Bendelstiff do bigger right. and greater things. Right. And uh, I think that uh, because it, it gets into the business of theater, not only the business of a theater com- company, but also the actor. It needs to – that side needs to be part of the equation um, – what I feel like happens also, though, and the opportunity is there, is then uh, it's the creative energy. Every time I see something that says um, people are looking for writers, and people send me emails all the time, we're looking for writers for this program, right, right, blah, right, blah, right, blah, right. and I'm like, right. you know what? Y'all ain't got no money, and what are you going to do with these people's pieces right. if they come and put their blood, sweat, and tears right. into it? What I love is the idea that, you know, and I know Mel has done it, you know, to bring back energy to the space, and mm-hmm. then to take some of that energy that has started at Bendel right. Step and take it out into the other places so that people become aware of a Filipino community and start thinking in terms of those stories and including right. those characters mm-hmm. right. so that you build it both ways, and then you've got that clubhouse to right. go back to so you well can that, start Well, that's the other part of it. Is, is like you say, it's a clubhouse, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's been many, many years. I, they, they, somebody needs to do some sort of like histo- historical yeah. process of this, but uh, PCN, what they call Pil- Filipino Cultural Nights, I don't know if you're aware of uh, it, but a lot of the campuses have uh, a lot of Filipinos in universities right. and stuff, yeah. and so they do what they do at Stories High, is they right. do yeah, well these awesome. pieces mm-hmm. and all these um, all these um, establishing of, of, of like small p- short plays and stuff, right. they even do poetry and stuff like mm-hmm. that on Filipino, Filipino Cultural Night, mm-hmm. so the PCNs is, is what this is, and to me I, I Bindlestiff kind of became an extension of that right um at some point i don't know when but you know uh they took over the o- old space i think back in the late 80s i mm-hmm. think is when windows studio kind of started mm-hmm. right um but you know it was really interesting that like i said when when stories high started mm-hmm. um uh with with me and alan that night in the new space we yeah. said we have new space. We need to treat it like it's a professional space. A lot right, of the, right, right. A lot, a, actually, a lot of the the old, yeah, the I older. Know. Oh, you yeah, know, I do know. Them, yeah. Some of the older, fo- uh, Torres, or the original. Well, some um, of the original, but some yeah. of the original, um, the original uh, Bindlestick folks, they weren't ha- too happy about what was going on. But they I weren't ready to take that. it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They weren't. Yeah, they were not ready to take it to the next level. Oh, well, they didn't want to really, That's right? They I mean. wanted to stay in this niche, yeah. just in the Filipino community. And I'm like, going, no, we need mm-hmm. to bring this out. Yeah, Ooh, because if it stayed within that community, I would have never been involved. Right. Guys like Ben Couch, right. uh, who no. was a British actor. No. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things about Bindlestiff now is because not only do you have the wonderful Philippine community and that's the Philippine correct. richness in yeah. the culture, yeah. but also it's telling different stories. I got to play Charles Mingus, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Right. And then I was brought back, and you know we did other things. So it has room for other people, and it brings an audience greater than the Philippine community in. Right. For me, I want people to be aware of this amazingly very specific culture that is part of our culture, (laughs) and people aren't. You you know, to go Chinese is like, wow, you really don't know how far off your map you are. Well, that, you know, you're th- talking about America, and you don't even know you're talking about America. Right. And, and I mean, oh, it's the just Philippines so, it's is so close to being the 51st state. 
Yeah. You're right. I mean, there, right. There, there was a proposal I know, there was. for the Philippines to become its first 51st state. I don't yeah. know, not even that long ago, like 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, I, I know. And it's, it's ironic. And it makes sense since our history is so yeah, intertwined. That's correct. It's, it's ironic. This is December the 7th. And, of course, it's oh, the right. anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Yes. And I was, uh, I think I saw the movie Pearl Harbor. Was it Pearl Harbor? No, Midway. Yeah. Oh, and right. it talked a little bit about how the Japanese were going to take over the that's Philippines. Correct. Right. And, you know, MacArthur well, they had already held, taken over no. <laughs> Right. But MacArthur was dead set on, no, we got to free it. Right. But yeah. it became independent. And, of course, you know. Because yeah. well, yeah. it it the, the Philippines is, is a, a, str- a strategic. Right. Um, it's a very strategic um, uh, location for yeah. all the military. That's right. Yeah, that's why na- you ended up naval, Clark, yeah. Clark Yeah, the, you know, Subic Naval Air Station, Clark, yeah. Clark Air Force Base. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and before those closed. You know, yeah. the presence of the military was heavy, heavy oh, in yeah. the Philippines and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but, again, my thing was, like, you know, I like I said, I didn't know about Bindustifat all that much, mm-hmm. uh, if, <laughs> if not at all. Mm-hmm. And yet here I was. I'd done, what, uh, 15 to 20 productions down in uh, Southern California. Oh, okay. And then I brought all that experience into Great. Stories High 12 and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, again, that night, like I said, mm-hmm. when, when – I don't know if you remember this, like I said, is that when we – Finish the, the when we finish the the tech rehearsal, mm-hmm. and then w- when we finish all the formas performances all together. Sure. I literally said, it's time to let your light shine into the rest of the community. Yeah. Like I said, that was one of the things I told Jed, and Jed, Jed and I uh, actually did uh, 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 Twelfth Night in, in Vallejo Shakespeare. Uh uh-huh. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So oh, I, you were in that. I was in that one. No, yeah. I didn't see Twelfth Night. What did no. I see? I saw uh, the Scottish play. A Scottish play, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But he, he, you know, Jed's out from that direction in Vallejo. Yeah, he's doing so fantastic. Yeah, yeah and so yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the other guy that's uh, from Vallejo, uh, John Tracy. Yeah, you know, he's of now course. opened his uh, theater mm-hmm. out in, in Berkeley and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I. Yeah, in fact, they're doing a fundraiser this weekend. I did not put that on my list. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, you know, I, what I love about John is that mm-hmm. you know, his theater <coughs> right. is now trying to incorporate the entire cultural experience not yeah. just of the Bay Area but the world and yeah. so he's had Filipino plays he's had uh, Hispanic plays and, and whatever else yeah in in theater first I mean it is yeah. some amazing yeah. part of it and also uh, Conrad Panganaman has been doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. not just in in Bindlestiff but elsewhere well yeah you know he's he's uh, he, he's amazing that you know in in his uh, graduate studies he actually went to Delano California I don't know if you know where that is and stuff but that's yep. where the beginnings of uh, the oh, United Farm Workers be correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he, you know, he did the research and stuff and, and whatever else. And, you know, Filipinos actually started the, you know, right. Farmers yes. Union and yeah, whatever and else, C- right? Cesar but, le- yeah, Cesar yeah. and Dolores Huerta ended up, you know, basically, you know, well, sorry, they their power. Yeah, they used There's a, a bigger number. To, to They're build. a bigger number, right? Yeah. There's a lot more yeah. Mexicans yeah. and yeah. Filipinos. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Before we close up, because we passed the hour right. mark, how is um, – it sounds like you're doing great work. And also, I should mention, uh, you work for um, – uh, it's a welfare to work program, I think. That's correct. Yeah, I work for social services about yeah. the county. Yep. No, that's fantastic. I think that's uh, great, great work. How is the House Bay Area Theater treating you? Are you getting as much out of it? Are you frustrated? Uh, are you – um, well, my dad died, you know, four years ago, and um, if it, if he hadn't had died, I'd probably be continuing a lot more. But I'm not as busy in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. I did do Scrooge the last three years at um, oh, at the Mormon Temple, the uh-huh. musical. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, outside of that, I, it's been mainly 
a little bit of uh, television and, and commercials here and there. Oh, yeah. good for you. So yeah, I've done okay, but you know, uh, but you know, it's it's still. I'm not like 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 the Crystal Piamonte and the oh. <laughs> Jay Presarios of the world that you know are yeah. able to do all this. And definitely yeah. not anywhere near Nicole Machado too, right? There's yeah, room, there's yeah. room for more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But it sounds like you're not frustrated. I mean, you're getting. No, I I, I the thing is, if I. I think if I choose to, which will definitely be happening in the next year or so, is I, I need to go back into the community more. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't even been to Bindosu since my dad died. So mm-hmm. I, need, I need to do that mm-hmm. and whatever else. But I uh, I think once I get into the full swing of things, I think I'll, I'll, be, I'll be just fine. I mean, mm. you know, a lot of my friends down in L.A. that mm-hmm. are Filipinos have done right. you know amazing things. Uh, Nick and McKay, um, several of them have done like the CBS or the oh. ABC talent showcases oh, right. and Very stuff. Nice. And so there's Nikki McKenzie who's uh, doing like Magnum PI now in Hawaii Five O. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, then there's Ray Jason Rogel who's done a bunch of stuff both on ABC Family um, and uh, stuff like uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother and The Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory mm. and um, uh, Ellen Williams who also did um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. And she was actually, quote unquote, um, um, Barney's love interest uh-huh. uh, as oh. Patrice and whatever else. And they were mm. trying to fake it out for Robin or whatever mm-hmm. else comes out at the end <laughs> yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. Very but, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's that kind of a community. But it's just, um, I love the fact that, I mean, if you never know when your day is, right? And, right. And if you ever get it, I mean, if I. If I'm lucky enough to be like some of these guys, like even Artie Mann, who's also on uh, The Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. she played um, uh, Priya, that's um, Rajesh's um, sister in, mm-hmm. in the TV series yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, they, they've had their, their time and day. So I, just, I, I love being among these people. Um, there's also, I don't know, Sepide Moafi. I don't know if you've heard of that Uh-oh. name. But she's on the L word for oh. uh, mm-hmm. for Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did uh, Notorious on ABC. Mm. Uh, she just Damn. did The Deuce on sh- uh, is that HBO or Showtime as oh, well? Wow, yeah, yeah she's yeah. done all this stuff. But you know, she started out actually in opera here huh. in San uh-huh. Francisco. Oh. Wow, yeah. But then she did the San Francisco play. How she did um, mm. the Fantastics one year. Uh-huh. Yeah, and oh. she had jumped, that jumped on board, yes. right? And mm. so she did graduate. Uh, studies down at UC Irvine, mm-hmm. and then she did Shakespeare out in New York, and then mm-hmm. she's rolling with it now. Yeah, Sheesh. but you're right; you never know when it's your day. You, you get never a phone know. call saying, "Hey, we need you in LA, or we need you here, you there, know. or whatever." That's why I haven't changed my phone number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still have the Long Beach phone number. People go, well, "You're you're back in the Bay Area. How come you don't have the five ten number?" I go, "You know, I, I don't think you can get five ten anymore. Uh, I think because they, uh, they added you, another they added layer. The, the over layer, yeah." yeah. yeah. There's six two three or something like that. Some weird. I, I so don't even. Yeah. yeah. So I'm keeping my five six two number. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Long Beach number is saying that's my yeah. OBC. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've hit the one hour mark. Birthdays. Shoutouts. Birthdays. Um, Douglas Georges. I always mess up his name, but uh, Douglas, wonderful actor. Uh, we did um, Scapegoat a couple oh, okay. of years ago with uh, Playground. Um, and in fact, I just got to work with him. Uh, I think in October, um, which was sweet for me. You know, I directed, and it's, it's always nice when you get to work with an actor that you already know, you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. With. It was a wonderful rapport. Um, and then a bunch of names that just sort of shocked me: Ken Watt, um, okay. director, creator, Bay Area. And I don't hear his name as much, but there was a while there where he was just creating these huge pieces. 
and these huge adaptations, and you know, it was the talk of the town. Um, anyway, his birthday's coming up. Evren, I have to look at it to say it right. Evren Odd Sicked, yes, yeah. Um, Bay Area boy who is now up at Ashland. Oh, oh I didn't know he's up there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. very nice. Uh, he was also part of the theater beers. Uh, very much, theater stuff, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's yeah he's part of TBA yeah. and Golden Thread. He's yeah amazing. Um, Alexandra Creighton is an oh, okay. actress yeah. here in the Bay. Um, Kent Nicholson was the other name that kind of oh, surprised okay. me. Kent, I met at the Magic. Um, he was a part of uh, the Playwrights Foundation, and then he moved to New York. And bless I you. think actually he was working theater works too, and he's worked a lot with new works and development of works. Mm -hmm. uh, works a lot with playwrights. Um, but yeah, he's New York guy now. Uh, Liza Reynal is somebody I've worked with at the private school that I work at, Nueva, down on the peninsula. She um, Filipina? She, I don't think or so. Or Latina? Um, she seems to be an American mutt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, she looks like a little white girl to me. Yeah. But anyway, um, she started doing these solo pieces. And I was like, oh, wait, I thought you were a teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's really neat. Lisa Drostova um, directed me in... God of Carnage at the oh, Shelton okay. Theater a few oh, nice. years ago. Yeah. Um, she That's a great play. <laughs> I, fir I know. It's an amazing play. I first got to know her name, though, because she was the uh, critic, the reviewer for the East Bay Express. Mm. Oh, okay. So she knows theater from both sides. Kind of cool. Uh, Joe Ayers, another Bay Area actor. Allison Payne. Ah, um, Allison Payne. I, and I almost didn't put the name down because I thought you might have it. And yeah. Went ahead and did. I think I was uh, – I did a filming uh, with Ruben Grijalva, the oh, Shadow yay. Ball, and uh -huh. she was part of that. Uh -huh. Small world. Uh, Kobe Apple Bernstein is a young man that I know who was at uh, Berkeley High mm -hmm. doing musicals and stuff. And then I actually went to see – I forget where I went and saw him in one. And then um, he's been away at college now. Mm -hmm. And initially he was doing musical theater – Last time I talked to him, he had kind of stepped away for a moment. We'll see. We'll see. You know, that some people stay with it, some people right. don't. Trish Mulholland is one of the greatest actresses you will ever see on the shotgun stage. Um, she's she's amazing. And Michael Jean Sullivan is the last big name oh, of the week. Oh, um, right You know, on. who right. is a mind troop, known as the yes. mind troop guy. Yes. But his name is really getting out there right now as a playwright. His 1984 is getting picked up everywhere. Really? After him beating the bushes for years trying to get anybody local to pay attention to Is it, it. an adaptation of the Orwell? It's an adaptation of the Orwell. Ooh, it was first done overseas, I, I think, in Spain. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then finally, it started getting some attention here. So I think it was just down in L.A. I have to ask him if, if, it, if it's um, is it published by um, by any of the. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to send him a message. Then. He had permission, and and he worked. It was something he'd worked on for a long time. Interesting. Um, and it finally got picked up by some Hollywood type. You know, they did really? it down in L.A. And he was like, er, "There's a picture of him. I can't remember who the guy was, but that just happened." Anyway, oh, his funny. birthday is Friday. Very nice. These are the birthdays I have. Yeah. So my birthdays. Uh, I mentioned this um, last week um, on yesterday. Uh, Bob Zick. He used to be a member of a bit of um, East Enders Repertory Company. Uh, fantastic guy. He is now teaching uh, t uh, acting to kids in L.A. So he's 45 years old. I wanted to uh, give him a shout-out. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I have a Angela Gray. I have no idea who she is. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'm not going to mention um, 
that. Uh, let's see. Um, well, that's because you you told me the last time or one of the last times when we were doing this, I started to say I almost didn't add somebody in because I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what I did do this time was make sure I looked. Uh-huh. It's like I may not have a direct connection to you, but we have a theater connection and you do theater. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I may mention a name, and I'm like, okay. And also, we're getting at the age now where you know yeah. our theater careers is like you know 15, yeah, 20. I'm like, long okay. In the tooth. <laughs> well, uh, for me, I mean, I guess uh, just a couple of shout outs. Yeah. So my brother just celebrated a birthday. Hey, hey. All right. Uh, he's fifty. It's uh, fifty-eight years old. Yay! Yeah, fifty-eight years old. He mm-hmm. uh, he just re- celebrated on the third. Okay. And then on Monday, my niece who's watching us right now, oh. uh, Marissa, it's her birthday on Monday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Yes. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, also, um, on Tuesday, Olive Fox, she's 19 years old, and she is a budding uh, stage manager. I'm sure she's an actress as well. I, acted, oh. I worked with her when we did Heathers. Uh-huh. Um, and that was uh, done at the, I forget what the theater is, but it's along, um, what is it? Uh, the Presidio, is it the Presidio? Um, it's where... I, I can't remember. My, my brain is gone. Uh, <laughs> okay, she, she's an up-and-coming, and I wanted to give her a shout-out. Oh, okay. Like at Fort Mason or something? There you go, Fort Mason. Oh, okay. Exactly. By the Magic? Uh, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I think they rented out the Magic yeah, okay. Theater's uh, ah, thing. Okay. So in any case, uh, we mentioned Allison, Bra- Allison yeah. Payne. Yeah. Um, oh, on Friday, uh, another Bindle stiffer, Julie... Oh, Abara. Yay, Chuck's <laughs> wife. Yay. Chuck's wife. I tell you, that's the super couple, and they're doing yeah. magnificent work, both independently and together. Great. Yeah, so they were another one. They were one of uh, two of the other ones that I, I said we need to, uh, from Bindustiff, learn what we learn here. Right. Mm-hmm. Start spreading out to the yep. community. Right. Yeah. Bring back what we learned to the community and bring it back to Bindustiff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They were, you know, they, um, uh, she was part of uh, a Pinoy Midsummer night. Yay. Absolutely. I'm trying to get the both of them. I've, I've asked them, hey, come on to Yay. They and should. I, I don't know. They're, they're shy. They and Chuck was like, oh, well, so I don't yeah. know. And so I, well, I try not to mention people. Shy may not be a good interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck, Chuck's also very busy. You know what I mean? Oh, Chuck Working Jackson, for yeah. Sony yeah. and all yeah. this stuff. But they're, 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 they're incredibly talented. They both are. Of them. They are. Just they magnificent. Are. Yeah. Uh, shows, uh, do we want to? Um, Ragged Wing Ensemble, and, you know, they're, uh, the flight deck down here in downtown Oakland is going to, looks like it's going to close in oh, the spring. Um, but Ragged Wing has been one of the agencies running the space, and they've got a show up tomorrow called Embody Practice. Okay. Looks like it's just tomorrow, noon. Okay. And, um, and then uh, Richard Talavera actually tried to get me to go to the Shotgun Players show right now, Vinegar Tom. Um, and I... Yesterday, I just felt like I had enough on my plate. I couldn't go. <laughs> Vinegar Tom? Vinegar Tom, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I, I want to mention Monday Night Playground because that's coming up a week from Monday on the 16th, and I'll be directing a piece. And they right. they do. It's funny since there are a lot of folks that are involved who are Jewish. Mm-hmm. They don't push for so much of a Christmas theme as more of a holiday seasonal theme. Sure. So we'll it'll be a collection of six short pieces, and – you know, there's always a theme, mm-hmm. and then whatever the writers come up with within that. So, oh, very nice. Um, and so, yeah, that'll yeah, be coming up. The only thing that I have, Ubuntu, and it in oh, finishes right. tomorrow. I forgot. Mahabharata. Mahabharata. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and what was the other one? Oh, John Tracy. I wanted to say they are, they are doing a John Kornbluth retrospective as a fundraiser for Theater First. It's Theater First, okay. Yeah, okay. Berkeley, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's happening. And I'd be remiss to not mention uh, Bindlestiff's 30th anniversary gala. I believe Yay. that's tomorrow. 
Uh, I, think, I think it's tonight. It's tonight, yeah. But the tickets oh. are all sold out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we'll be there. I'll That's be there in spirit. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to wish a congratulations to Bendelstip and yes. thank you so much for what you've done for the community and for the, for the Filipino community. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Great. Percy, did you have a good time? It was nice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind coming back. Like I said, if uh, it'd be nice if um, if I could have uh, Alan come back with me on, on another. Oh time. sure. I'll, yeah. I'll contact him. The, the door's always open. The door's okay. always open. I, I never try to push people, you know, and, and people are busy. So, right. but uh, I want to, you know, this is what the A is all about. It's not only just, you know, us, Norman and I talking, but it's uplifting the actors. You know, people are like, wow, I've never heard of Percy. Who is Percy? <laughs> all of a sudden they listen and they're like, oh, wow, let me check him out. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden you're uplifted. Hope and that's, and the, the work that you do is uplifted. Yeah. Again, like I said, that night I said, we we bring what we learn here, mm-hmm. you bring it out to the community, and you bring it back. And and th- th- this is, in a way, happening that way, even though mm-hmm. we're not performing. We're learning of each other. That's exactly a- right. As, right. As performers, as playwrights or mm-hmm. directors. And even me, at one point, I was a theater critic. I forgot to bring that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a theater critic, I mean, it, uh, you know, it's it interesting. Uh, uh a theater coach out in New York, Tom Todorov, was the one that told me, basically, he said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you really want to act, you have to ask yourself, how much of a critic are you going to be? Because oh. you're going to be, one, you're going to be your own worst critic, yeah. right? right? Yep. Yeah. And two, are you really willing to critique others and whatever else? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. have to consider that. Yeah, my, uh, my professor, Dr. Donald Lees, would always say, he always quote Polonius, to thine own self be true yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to anything. And that was uh, Mr. Lisa's favorite quote. Uh, and you have to be true to yourself. Be mm-hmm. true to yourself and also be true <coughs> to the work that you're doing. Any case, um, thank you. Uh, here's my blurb. You can find the Yay on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. Really, any app that you listen to your podcast, you can find us. If you're an old stogie like me and you listen to your podcast on a laptop or a desktop, because millennials don't even listen, use <laughs> laptops or desktops anymore. Right. Everything's on the phone. You can find the they Yay on um, <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, click on the uh, the search engine on the right hand side, and you can find uh, us. <laughs> we're also on Spotify, and uh, we're also on the SoundCloud app, where you just can go on SoundCloud.com and you can find us. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise, or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. You can find me at Red Space Clay, and I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. Person, <laughs> do you, do you uh, use social media? Or are you on? I Instagram? do, but it's it's. Uh, and you yeah, ask as he's sitting here like. You use social media. I don't use social media. Although, like I said, uh, I'm not sure with what's happening with Facebook right now. No, I'm right, asking yeah. for yeah. the secondary. Right. Uh, oh yeah, uh, ID. Like yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so other than contacting your f- three friends on your list, yeah. The, uh, do you do Twitter? Yeah, I do all of it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're asking for your your passport, right. your California right. ID or driver's license, yeah, crazy. or a marriage certificate. I'm not going. That's right opening it up to all all kinds of you know identity thefts mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. Oh. Yeah, exactly. No, so how can people how can people find you if they're on if like Twitter or Instagram? Uh, on Twitter, it's uh, Petchi96, and it is my full name: Percival Arcival, P-E-R-C-I-V-A-L, mm-hmm. last name Arcival. Okay. Uh, lately, it's more <laughs> sports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh tweets yeah. and stuff. Uh, 
uh, Facebook, I do. I right now it's the Percy Neo Anderson <laughs> Arsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Arsible spelled just like the way you're supposed to. R C the letter R the letter C the B A L because most people can't pronounce it right, the way yeah, yeah. It, it's actually spelled that A R C R B A L because they had the H and the D so that's Archibald. No, 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 that's not it's Archibald. Yeah, and so that's I guess that's a way to find me. But yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think what the other oh on the Instagram it's uh, Petchival P E T C H I V A L okay um, that's my nickname and my the three yeah. last three letters of my first name yeah this company yeah cool. so uh, uh, potential directors and creatives if you're looking for a fantastic Filipino actor <laughs> get a person <laughs> and uh, we'll have a link so that people can uh, contact you and we, we gotta, gotta find, find a better, better sign off and we 